I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, I take you to the forests of US, Canada, and Mexico to witness the dwindling of one of the most beautiful migrations in the world and how we need to learn about some fundamental principles of nature. In northeastern Arizona, about 70 miles from the small town of Flagstaff, resides a Native American tribe known as the Hopi people. The 2010 U.S. Census puts their population to less than 20,000. They believe in Keshinas, spirit beings or personifications of things in the real world. A Keshina can represent anything in the natural world or cosmos. from a revered ancestor to an element a location a quality a natural phenomenon or a concept there may be keshinas for the sun stars thunderstorms wind corn insects as well as many other concepts the hopi people have keshina dolls which are figures carved typically from cottonwood root to instruct young girls and new brides about keshinas One of these is an animal which is painted on the dolls and is given as a gift in hope of future abundance and health. They even have a traditional social dance dedicated to this animal which is a petition for rain, good health and long life for all living things. These animals by the way weigh less than a gram. And each fall millions of them leave their summer breeding grounds. in the northeastern us and canada and travel upwards 3000 miles to reach overwintering grounds in southwestern mexico they sleep on the branches of oyamel trees sometimes in numbers so dense that they break the branches as the sun rises one can see millions upon millions of them dotting the sky with rich orange and black color it is rightfully described as one of the most beautiful migrations in the world something i have long wished to see in my lifetime but just imagine the impossibility of this migration an insect which weighs less than a gram travels 3000 miles with each passing day though my chances of seeing this gorgeous migration are dwindling much like the fate of these monarch butterflies in 2018 it was found that the number of us west coast monarchs spending the winter in california had plunged to only 20456 butterflies a drop of 86% since last year and the number of eastern monarchs overwintering in mexico this year has dropped 15% since last year it's a total decline of more than 80% over the past 20 years for reasons which are becoming a theme for this season of the podcast the culprits are humans 
the twin forces of human-caused climate change and habitat loss are now threatening North American monarch butterflies with extinction. The monarch caterpillars eat only one thing, milkweed. The creation of herbicide-resistant corn and soybean meant that farmers could eradicate weeds, which included milkweed, because they competed with their crops. In addition to the loss of milkweed across farms, drought also harms milkweed quality. A 2013 drought in Texas decimated milkweed there, which contributed to low monarch numbers that year. But even if the milkweed survives, it now has increasing levels of carbon dioxide. Milkweed produces toxic steroids called cardenolites. The monarchs have evolved in a way that allows them to tolerate low levels of this poison, storing it in their bodies as a bitter-tasting deterrent to predators. The increasing levels of carbon dioxide means that the milkweed can no longer effectively fight a parasite of the monarch caterpillars. Ophirocystis electroschira. I'll repeat that for you. Ophirocystis electroschira. But this isn't the only way the monarch butterflies are getting impacted. They come in a range of sizes with a wingspan from 3.5 to 4.8 inches. And scientists are now finding a small but consistent 4.9% increase in wing size over the past century and a half. Scientists theorize that rising temperatures could be pushing spring and summer breeding grounds further north, which means a longer return trip to Mexico in the fall. Knowing that monarch size corresponds to the distances they migrate, monarchs with larger, longer wings have a major advantage over their smaller counterparts. But yet another human activity is impacting the populations. It is the growth of a crop whose demand is growing very quickly. Avocados. Americans ate a record 7 pounds of avocado per capita in 2015, twice as much as in 2008. Nearly 80% of those avocados came from Michoacan, the only Mexican state authorized to export the fruit to the United States. This has led to large-scale deforestation, especially impacting the oak and pine forests, which become a resting ground for the monarchs in the winter. If there is one lesson we need to take away from this crisis or any crisis from any other episode of the climate change series, it is a need to understand complexity sciences. As humans, we would fundamentally benefit from the study of systems thinking that one single change in the ecosystem can have multiple unseen effects on a multitude of things. We need to understand and appreciate that the world is a complex system and our understanding of it is broken or at best in parts. We need to shed our hubris as a species and accept that we are just another cog in the complex system that is nature. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network. You can listen to us on the IBM Podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IBM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Utsav Memory on Twitter and YVChavel42 on Instagram.